You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 581, Cutting the Course. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome everyone to, to the MyMac.com podcast. Oh my, my, Gaz, how are you this week? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. But aren't I every week? Yeah, well, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm very good. Thank you, Guy. Again, been a really busy week. Uh, yes, lots of things happening uh, at home with uh, organizing things. And actually, yesterday we went to the World Cup, the Rugby World Cup final my Ooh. dear lady and myself and it was a great game it was probably the right result uh, lots of new zealanders shouting at me at the moment saying of course it was the right result huh. um and uh, yeah it was a good day really enjoyed it really well it was game. it was new zealand and who australia oh boy that uh, that would be a hell of a rivalry uh, it is it is it's quite a good rivalry um but uh, yeah it was it was a good game um and some good tries, uh, plenty of points, and uh, yeah, good. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Good atmosphere. Yeah, actually, as, the as, as is usual. Actually, at Twickenham, Twickenham always has a really good atmosphere. So uh, I don't know if they're still playing, but I think the Lions, the, the Detroit Lions, and Kansas yeah, City Chiefs are playing, playing in London. Playing at Wembley at the moment. I think it still it should still be on because I think it was starting about two o'clock this afternoon. So yeah, yeah, because they it's I don't I don't know what time it started here, but Kansas City was was you know and. Tim, I don't know if you've uh, heard Tim tweet or talk about the Detroit Lions. Which yeah, is, I know he's a, a, a Detroit Lions fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, not so much. <laughs> For, <laughs> not so much at the moment. He's he's not real happy with the direction that team is going. Uh, I, I was watching a little bit of the game, and uh, Matthew Stafford, who's their quarterback, and is not a bad quarterback, but he has no protection and no help. I mean, the yeah. the guy is just getting clobbered. And it's too bad. So, but this isn't the uh, the NFL show. No. Defense. <laughs> well, defense. Not, yeah. Well, Kansas City has it. Detroit doesn't. It was, <laughs> I think, it was like twenty four to three at halftime, something like that. I mean, they were just they were just getting clobbered. Right. Uh, now, I've I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but I did order the uh, Apple TV, which you know we're, that's going to be basically what our center section is about. We're going to talk about the Apple TV. Okay, so I was going to ask you a question, but I'll, I'll... No, no, no. You can, you can ask me now because uh, the, the only thing I've really got to say about it is I have no idea when it's actually going to arrive because when I checked tracking earlier, the only thing it showed was that uh, so far they've made a label for it, and that was yesterday. Okay, can I just give you – this is an up-to-the-minute uh, update with about two minutes to go. It's, I think, 45-10. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't think uh, Detroit is is going to be coming back. Yeah, two minutes to go. Kind of hard to make up thirty five points. <laughs> Quite impossible, really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. You know, unless the whole other team just like drops dead of elephantitis or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so far in the last twenty four hours. 
Sorry, the question I was going to ask you was, did you pay for the extra um, delivery speed? Because they were they were charging seventeen dollars, weren't they? To, to get oh, I don't know. I I just ordered it and and said, okay, good job. So I yeah. I, I probably didn't. I probably didn't order the expedited shipping. But I mean, really, twenty four hours to make a label and to walk yeah. it across to wherever the the actual devices are. So you know, whoever it is that that gets those labels from the printer and then takes it to shipping, you know, this is a guy that has elephantitis. You know, hey, he's hey. He, he's having a hard time making it from one side of the factory to the other. That's the only thing I can figure out. Yeah, and also Amazon has followed through with their threats, and they have pulled both the Apple TV and all of Google's streaming devices from their store. But oddly enough, the Roku is still there. Hmm. I, I don't really care, to be honest with you. I think Amazon have obviously got a plan in mind. Um, it's a bit of tit for tat going on, I think. Um, and I, I think you're going to see quite a lot of this going on um, in the future, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, I mean, the, the but, I mean, Apple might say, how much, how much sounds do we get out of Amazon for the rest of our equipment? Right, let's pull that. Let's not sell it on that. Well, they didn't pull it. Amazon pulled it. No, I know, but Apple could, you know, on the tit for tat say, right, oh, 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 you mean like pull uh, Kindle and all the rest of that yeah. off? Well, well, no, no, not, not so much that, but just, you know, pull it from the sales from the Amazon side. So, you know, but whether Amazon would be too bothered with that, I don't care, you know. I, I don't know, but uh, Amazon are a law unto themselves, I'm afraid, and they, uh, they'll they become so big that they will get to a point where they'll be deemed to be a monopoly and they'll have to change some of the things that they're doing and uh, you know that they, they shouldn't in it's law um that if you use it in a monopolistic mon- monopolistic Close uh, way in europe some countries in europe that you can't sell um you know at a loss and um i think I, you know i i just i'm not a f- and i'm not an amazon fan i really not I'll use them. I use them actually to find out details and information and pricing on products. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, Guy. Very often, you can find those products in other places at very similar, if not better, prices. Yeah. Well, it's the difference. It just means a little bit more work. But I've got so fed up with um, you know Amazon being rammed down my throat that it kind of puts me off them. But that's my own silly personal preference. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times local stores will match their prices if you mm. just show it mm. to them. And, and that way you get it like right away. You don't well, have plus, to wait you know, for it You're to supporting be your local people. I mean, we, we've got um, grocery shops, butchers, bakers, all within a, a very short candlestick makers. And we use them. So, yeah, and candlestick makers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing that I did now. Hopefully, this will be the last time I mention it. Uh, my Mac Mini iTunes server, I have directly connected it through uh, an Ethernet cable uh, to the rest of my network. You know, I had a um, – I can't remember who makes it. Just It was some inexpensive four-port router, not a hub, but a router. And oh, use right. that and I have – because the, the Mac Mini iTunes server is here in the room with me. So I basically just split off the router, you know, one going to the Mac Mini server, the other one coming down here to the to the, the Mac Pro that I typically use. And uh, it's a huge speed difference, uh, especially with screen sharing, which is how I yeah. administer 
the Mac Mini. I don't actually have a monitor hooked up to it. I've I've got a uh, just so that it thinks headless. it has you want something. It headless, do you? Sort of. Uh, I've got a Display Port to SVGA uh, cable on it, but nothing at the other end of it. So it actually thinks it has a monitor, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So that's what I did with that. And uh, so far, it's working out great. And the last thing, uh, Thursday, I took Thursday off from work, and I met up because Tim was in uh, Baltimore with OWC, Other World Computing, and he and I and Yanni Dankalo, who is a um, – is it Baltimorean or Baltimoron? No, don't say Baltimoron. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't say that. Next time you see don't him, see that. And, well, he's really tall. I was surprised. Uh, I, I had never, neither Tim or I had met uh, Donnie before. But he's like six four. He's only like an inch, maybe two at most, shorter than I am. So yeah, we we all the the three of us got together for dinner on Thursday, and and we had we had a great time. It was great to see Tim, and of course it was great to meet Donnie. Excellent. What you got going on? Um, well, I'm keeping an eye on Sinclair Software on their blog because uh, I'm still working to turn uh, SIP back on, which is the System Integrity Protection. Yes, I know lots of people are going, oh, waiting to get burned, Gaz, are you? Waiting to get burned. Well, yes, I probably am. But as I didn't have System Integrity Protection before this software, I'm not going to panic about it just Don't yet, panic. I don't. Don't panic! Don't panic! Because I don't do uh, too much um, silly things with my uh, my system. Anyway, so um, but I do go over there and uh, and um, and keep an eye on the blog. And he is updating the blog, and he's uh, working to get um, uh, the next uh, version of the software out to update it. So uh, as soon as that is out, I shall let everybody know here. If now, which default. which is the software? Oh, it's my default folder. Default, default yes, you don't interrupt okay. me. So Sorry. Shocker. Yeah, it's default folder. Um, so if anybody's not bothered to turn system integrity protection off, well done you. Slap my wrist, but well done you. Uh, but I will let you know as soon as it's uh, the software has been updated. Um, I haven't bought an Apple TV, and from the sound of it, I won't be buying one anytime soon. Um, we'll perhaps touch on this a little bit more, but I, people keep saying it's a brand-new OS as well. Well, I've got to say, that's a little bit of horse manure as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Uh, they had an OS, and this new OS looks very similar to the OS of the past and reacts very similar, not identical, of course, to the software in the past. And I don't think they've actually come out of the um, blocks running very fast with this software. But we'll we'll probably talk about that in the middle section. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, would you like to go over and do the first MyMac.com recent article? Yeah, and, and this is kind of backwards. Um, yes. <laughs> the the first one out of the blocks, as uh, I heard someone say recently, is Tech Fan number two hundred and twenty eight. Bid or bad? Uh, Tim had a work crisis, so David takes the solo helm earlier than uh, he had originally planned. Topics this week are his experience buying laptops on eBay. And his choices to replace a MacBook Air. Okay, the next article is Tom Tom Bandit Action Cam. This is a user report. Oh, sorry, a user report review by Case and Jube. Bandit Action Cam. 
Tom Tom's new Bandit Action Cam. How many times can I say Bandit Action Cam? Probably quite a few sentences. Is a fully self-contained personal POV. That's a point of view. Wi-Fi enabled camera. You can use it as a solo purpose device with no smartphone phone required. And to take full advantage of it, TomTom Bandit iOS app is required. So um, I would say that this is probably um, something you use in your car, to be perfectly honest with you. But go over to the MyMac.com website, find the TomTom Bandit Action Cam report by uh, Jason, and uh, take take a read. And next up is the AudioQuest Jitterbug USB Data and Power Noise Filter. This is a review by Thale Dorn. The AudioQuest Jitterbug looks exactly, but not quite, like a small USB flash drive. But unlike those drives, the Jitterbug has a USA, USB-A input on one end and a USB-A output on the other. You plug the Jitterbug into a standard USB port on your computer and then plug your digital audio converter into the Jitterbug. If you're using a portable device such as the Oppo, Oppo, Oppo HA-2 DAC amp for cell phones, you plug <laughs> the Jitterbug into the DAC and then plug the cell phone into the Jitterbug. In this portable example, Jitterbug. <laughs> <laughs> the cell phone would require a short cable with a USA plug on one end and the cell phone's particular USB plug on the other end. In the case of late model Apple devices, it's the lightning plug. To find out more about the AudioQuest Jitterbug, go on over to MyMac.com and check it out. Yeah, George, George. Uh, uh, Mr. Michael doesn't want to come in, guy. Oh. Okay, uh, Novo. Smart Volume Control. Pre-release user report by Nam Segri. Oh, damn. By Nam Segri. This is Nam Segri. I disapprove of this message. Well, I won't tell anyone about it then, Sam. Okay, (laughs) Novo is a personal audio accessory that is indisputably useful. Novo automatically boosts the sound playing through your headphones based on the noises in your surrounding environment. Sam has been using it for a few days with his iPhone and iPod. And it is a marvel. Go over to the website and read a little bit more from Mr. Sam Negri, who now approves this message. He does. Uh, If you'd like to write for MyMac.com, all you have to... It is so freaking easy. It's ever so easy, isn't it? It is. I can't believe how easy it actually is, Guy. Yeah, and neither you nor I have written anything in... Quite some time. I don't know why. Uh, mostly just because busy lives. Yeah, busy doing other things. Uh, just busy get a, doing nothing. Working the whole day through. Trying not to. Sorry. No, no. I was waiting for you to finish the song. Trying not to find lots of things not to do. What was that from? We we ran into that on a previous podcast. Probably. Just move on. Okay. Uh, just send John. Nemo, an email, and his email address is Nemo at MyMac.com. And he will get back to you, and let's see if we can get you writing, writing, writing for the mighty, mighty MyMac.com website. Ha! You thought I was going to say podcast, didn't you? I did, I did. Apparently, it's a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. King Arthur's Court. There you go. So, anyway. Okay. 
Um, that's busy doing nothing, of course. G plus. That has been busy, busy. Yeah. Clive Hammett, double pressing on the TV button on the new Apple TV remote brings up open apps, which you can choose by swiping up. And I said, let us know what you think, because I'm holding back at the moment. Yeah. And Alistair Jenks uh, asked you how the pricing was in the UK. He says, it turns out we're paying a significant premium in New Zealand, even after taking taxes into account. Somewhat due to our dollar plummeting against the greenback recently, the 32 gig is about twice the price he paid for his third gen. Clive Hammond. I I just ouch the fact that he paid twice the price. Hello? Yeah. You still there? I'm still here. Clive Hammond said that he paid... One hundred and sixty-nine pounds for the sixty-four bit or sixty-four gigabyte, and the thirty-two costs one twenty-nine. Not a bad price, but he can see them dropping after a while. Uh, I can't. <laughs> Apple dropped the price of the yen. Oh, I can't see that happening. Um, Alistair jumped back in. Interesting. Converting from GBP to New Zealand dollars and allowing for your VAT versus our GST, the £129 comes out at about $281. That's New Zealand dollars, I assume. Yeah, I was... Our price is around, is a nice round $300. However, converting straight from the US dollar price and adding our tax comes out at about $254. The 64 got... Gigabyte, the 64 gigabyte model is $400 here. Wow. Versus a direct from US dollar plus tax conversion would make it 339 or 367 converted from GP pound price. Seems like the nice round numbers are working against us. Hmm. Uh, Clive Hammett said, couldn't you get one via your contacts in the States to send over as a gift? to get around tax duties or would postage kill any savings? Uh, Alistair jumped back in saying, yeah, postage certainly has an effect. Sometimes if someone is flying themselves, it can be worth it. That's how he got his Apple watch for something of this value. It's easier just to pay the premium for which at least he gets the right power cord, which (laughs) is actually something people forget. Actually. Um, I've had, uh, numerous times when I bought something from the US which needs power and then you've got to change the power cord and get the right or uh, get like an adapter because they're, I mean they're molded plugs now onto the, the wires so yeah well for the, the Apple TV they are it's very very not very neat at all so and uh, last over there at G Plus Carl Madden that cheeky dude he jib jabbed us with a zombie filled extravaganza and if you'd yeah. like to see what that was <laughs> With Gaz's uh, Gaz's I wig, I think I can't remember wearing that wig. Gaz's wigs, mostly clean. Uh, you can go just join our G Plus community, and that is a good place to uh, to take care of it. And did What's you this? I see. I know. I know. It, it surprised the living Shunyana out of me. A <laughs> hundred and fifty-four liquors. I like it. You, uh, do you like it or lick it? Uh, either. Okay. Uh, over on Twitter, Luis Garza, uh, he wants to know what color shirt I'm going to wear at the next uh, MacStock Midwest Mac barbecue event. And Mike Potter won't tell him because that would spoil the surprise. Okay. Uh, Steph, 
Ah, oh, crikey. Steph Lesage, Steph Lesage, Steph Lesage claims. Oops. Steph yeah, Lesage I, claims. I screwed that up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Steph Lesage claims <laughs> that some words were correctly pronounced in the MyMac episode 579, or at least that he understood some words. Um, I think that could mean trouble <laughs> for us while Guy thinks he could need medical help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, understanding what we're saying, that's just not a good sign. No, no, it, no, understanding what we're saying, but then understanding me doing the foreign language. Yeah, that really is nasty. So, oh, is that thanks. what? Oh, is that what he was thanks, talking about? Thanks, Stefan. Yeah, of course, that's what he was on about. I thought he just meant the the, uh, the whole podcast in general, having absolutely not a clue what we're talking about all the way through. Well, I mean, we never how, do. How nonsensical is that? <laughs> It's, it's an hour to an hour and a half of words that that we just it's randomly throw together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is, it is. Gaz, I think that's it. So why don't you get us out of here? Okay. Everybody, please <laughs> stand by. <laughs> Are you sad or laughing? To stand by. Of course, I'm laughing because Guy and I. Well, we'll be right back. Yes, we will. Hey, Siri. I'm looking for a new podcast. How about three geeky ladies? Well, I want to hear about technology. As I said, three geeky ladies. I want to learn about different types of apps and websites that will help me in my day-to-day life. Um, Three Geeky Ladies fits the bill. A podcast that talks about new releases in Apple, like iCloud, Photos, new iPhones, and iPads. Oh, and El Capitan is coming out soon, right? As I've been saying, Three Geeky Ladies is what you want. Say, what about the Three Geeky Ladies podcast? That looks like exactly what I want. Thanks, Siri. Wow. Three Geeky Ladies, a technology podcast from a female perspective. Find it on the Stoplight Network. The G-Men. Better than you realize. But then they'd almost have to be. Wow. Yes, yes, you can't believe it, can you? You can't believe that we're still about and still surviving. Yes, nobody's taken any sniper shots at us. Well, yeah, not yet. Anyway, not yet. Um, days uh, young. Uh, yeah, <laughs> days young. Yes, um, guy. Yeah, you have. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about the Apple TV, but um, you've actually linked to uh, a Forbes article. Would you like to? Uh, uh, open up with your thoughts and just a little bit of an okay. outline so so that people know what hell this Forbes article is and why uh, you've got perhaps a slightly different opinion. Yeah. Uh, Neil, was said. Neil Midgley at Forbes uh, wrote an article, and there, there'll be a link in the show notes, that says that traditional TV with traditional TV channels will be around for decades. And yes, he said decades. Because the Apple TV is not an actual TV. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
which now there's a lot more to the article than just that, but that's kind of the, the gist of it. And I, you know, I, I've got to say, you know, I, I just don't understand his number one, his thinking that traditional TV is like still going to be around decades from now. I, I don't think traditional TV will be around five years from now. I disagree with you there. Okay, well, tell me. Talk to me. I, I think I think that he probably was being a bit silly in saying it will be around decades from now because prop, TV proper didn't really start until the 60s, let's be honest. That's true. Um, so, what, so we've got the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 50 years. So to say it's going to be around in another 20, 30 years in its current form, yes, I think is a bit, um, a bit stupid. For you to say... Um, it's it won't be around in five years in its current form. I think is equally a little bit stupid <laughs> 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 um, because I think there will be something in the middle. I, you know, uh, certainly in the UK. And what you've got to remember, because uh, I took a quick look at this this particular article, it is more UK centric and more UK based. And however you look at it, there is a difference between the types of TV watching and consuming. Uh, over here than there is in the in the US. I mean, if the BBC disappeared tomorrow, then actually I'd agree with you. Well, I, I think, don't think it's going to disappear. I think, I, think, I think things could change very quickly. But terrestrial TV over here in the UK, I think, is is certainly not going to change or not going to disappear. Let's put it that way. It will change, but it's certainly not going to disappear um, for a little while, certainly not in its current form. Well, I, I think I think that whether you have uh, an Apple TV or a Roku box or a Chromecast or um, whatever Amazon calls their box, that these are the kinds of things that are going to be how television content is distributed. I, I think that like, over-the-air television – within five to 10 years will be a, a very, very small section uh, of the market in most developed countries, including, I think, the UK. Um, it, it just seems to me that the ability to be able to pull in content through your ISP or however it is that, that your TV is, is connected to the outside world is going to be more important than what you'll be able to pull in through a, a regular antenna. Well, it all depends who gets the money and who pays who pays for the best TV to be shown. Let's let's put it this way: a lot of a lot of TV now is watched is live stuff. Yes, um, and there's an awful lot of soap. Which is still watched in the UK, you know, EastEnders, Coronation Street, and all those soaps that people are still addicted to, and they won't disappear from the the what uh, Mr. Forbes or Neil Meachley of Forbes describes as linear TV watching experience, and people still do watch TV as a group, you know, two or three, perhaps a small, you know, younger family, they will still sit around the TV watching the TV as, as an experience. And I don't think that's going to change very quickly. Yes, people have access to lots of other f 
functions or lots of other devices to be able to watch uh, TV. But I use the iPad to watch what he deems to be linear programming, i.e. we don't watch it on the telly, but I watch the TV being broadcasted, broadcast through that particular device. And that means that the TV is not going to change and I'm not using my box. I'm not using the Apple box to get to that information. I'm watching it more and more on a mobile device, which means actually those TV channels are going to continue to exist, in fact, even grow, because I don't access them through any box that I might have. Yeah, but you're and, not and, getting and, them and, from and an antenna, like though. Ask, what are the sales of these boxes? How many house, households actually have these boxes? Well, I think I, you know this is still I mean, Apple. The Apple TV, in one form or another, has been around for what seven years, eight years. Yeah. Okay. Let's get let's get on to that. Actually, let's okay. get on to that. Go ahead. Can, 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 from what I've heard, from what people are saying about the experience they've had with this new Apple TV, I'll tell you what, guy, that is not going to be the device which is going to move people away from watching normal TV. Well, I I don't have mine yet, uh, but I, I will say I will say this. <laughs> Other other than, uh, let's call it live TV. In you know these are pre-scheduled programs that come on at a particular time, uh, whether it's uh, series television or sports or or what have you. But everything else that we watch on the TV is through the Apple TV. It's wow. you know there's no. Like half the time, even even a lot of the the, the regularly scheduled content. Like I, uh, my wife and I are, are big fans of The Big Bang Theory, and uh, I have a subscription to the the latest season of the show. And so okay, if if I'm going to be wait, let hold on, stop, hold on, no, hold no, on. No, no, let me stop you there because you you just said an extremely important point. Okay, and that is the fact that you subscribe to a show. Yes. Now. What happens when all of the rest of the TV uh, programs that you like and you want to watch say, right, he's now going to subscribe to this and subscribe to this and subscribe to this and subscribe to this. Your, the cost of ownership goes through the roof and you get back to the point where everybody's complaining about the cable companies and charging you an arm and a leg just to watch a, a plethora of different channels, which actually are all rubbish anyway. But you're going to be paying through the roof to watch just specific shows and not seeing anything new or different. Well, that's that's not necessarily the case here. There is no, not at the moment, but the, the more people do what you're doing, the more likelihood of that happening. It would it would splinter the market so greatly that uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying that that networks like CBS and NBC and ABC and the BBC are going to go away. They're not because they're the ones with the deep enough pockets to create this content. It's going to be the difference between, uh, like in my case, I want to be able to watch past episodes of a certain number of programs and of all the programs that I like, I don't have season passes to all of them. Mostly just the ones where I know I'm not going to be in front of the TV at a particular time when it is first broadcast. So I don't worry about it. I just go ahead and uh, watch it once it's downloaded into iTunes. So for shows and, and here, here's an example um, two shows that my wife and I used to like 
and we either don't watch them anymore or we didn't watch the last few seasons of them. Uh, one of them is this TV show called Bones. Uh, we stopped watching that like two years ago, even though it is still on, but we haven't watched it. So I no longer have a subscription to it. Uh, another one was the last couple seasons of How I Met Your Mother. It got to the point where... When the hell did you meet my mother? Sorry? When the hell did you meet my mother? Oh, she's a lovely woman. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad about your ma. Not saying anything bad about your ma. Um, with most TV shows, especially in the United States... If it's a hit show, they will keep making them until it becomes not a hit show anymore. And and a lot of times, they'll they'll ruin the show. Uh, a, a good example of that is, and this is from some time ago, uh, and Robin Williams in Mork and Mindy. The first couple of years of it were were very funny and and very entertaining, and then uh, the network bigwigs got a hold of it and it stopped being funny and entertaining. And the last season or two of that show were, were dreadful. Same thing with how I met your mother. It took them so long to get to the point where the guy actually meets his wife that I, I no longer cared. And the characters became stale. They became almost characters of themselves. And uh, this is what kind of worries me about shows like uh, The Big Bang Theory. They hasn't, in my opinion, hasn't jumped the shark yet, but it very well could. But I will still have the previous seasons that I really enjoyed that I can watch whenever I want. Now, talking about the Apple TV, what I see as the future of television is apps where you have, uh, let's say, a CBS app. And from that CBS app that you're spending, say, $5 a month for, you have access to not only the new programming that they have, but access to a lot of their past content as well. So I wouldn't necessarily have to buy all of the seasons of Big Bang Theory because they would have them all in their archives. And for $5 a month, I can watch them whenever I want. And even if, you know, I mean, part of the problem here and part of the reluctance of a lot of, especially American networks to, to jump on the bandwagon of streaming content is most of their content is still paid for through advertising. And people who are going to watch a, a TV show through streaming get really, really bent out of shape or a lot of them do, if it's broken up with advertising. Now, there are several different ways that you can deal with this. Uh, one way to deal with it, and it's... Well, let's not, let's, yeah, let's not go, because we're, we're moving off topic there. Oh, we're, shocker. We're still, yeah, that's a surprise, isn't it? But let's get back to the fact that Neil Midgley says that traditional TV with traditional TV channels will still be around for, he says, decades. Um, you said just they won't be around for five years. I think it'll be somewhere in the middle as they change over that period because I think there will still be a demand, demand for what we call over here traditional TV streaming, which is uh, you know over the, over the air. traditional over-the-air aerial. Um, 
Yeah, so, but see, here's the difference you know, between. I think the app, the app culture, will creep in bit by bit, but it's a long way off at this point in time. I don't think so. I, I think I think that it's it's going to hit and it's going to hit really really hard. One of the differences between and we were talking about this earlier, American TV and TV from the UK is you guys pay a license fee per television set, right? A household. Okay, per household. And this licensing fee uh, minus whatever taxes that the the UK government takes out goes to the BBC and allows them to create new content for people to watch on these TV sets. So those sorts of channels from the BBC and maybe I don't, I don't know about uh, ITV, uh, but there is no commercials. There, there's no advertising. So they get their operating budget from the taxes or not the taxes, but the, the licensing fee that you and other people in the UK are paying so that they can create this new content. So it's a different t- – and over here in the States, of course, there is no licensing fee per yeah, household or guy, per TV. All it's all paid for through advertising. Channel 5 because actually Channel 4 gets a little bit of sub- uh, subsidy from the, the, um, from the government as well. But ITV uh, and Channel 5 also do the same thing and they have similar iPlayer apps which play on your mobile devices, which a lot of people are using, which mean that you can still watch their – in air quotes, normal broadcasting programs and their normal broadcasting routine, which actually gives them more control over what's going on. So the apps that we're talking about, all we're doing, all we could actually be doing is shifting the fact that rather than you pressing channel one, which you could deem to be an app on your TV, you go to the ITV app, which is streaming their live TV current soap episode on the Apple TV, Roco, Fire TV, whatever it is. For me, that isn't that isn't any different. All, rather than pressing channel one, you're pressing ITV app. Right. What's the difference? They're still streaming their normal flow of, of TV programs. Well, but do they offer past viewed content or past content that's been created to also view? Uh, through those particular applications, Apps, right. yes. Yes. See, that's the difference. When no, you're, no, no, when, no, 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 no. When you're watching an, the BBC. An it's an extension. The no, I, I agree with the that. The BBC iPlayer app has been around for a long time, both online and offline. But what he's saying, and I think what we're talking about here, is linear streamed programming right. that's the only difference Reg- the regularly only difference scheduled that really, program that we're really talking about whether people will actually you know whether a group of interested par- parties up and down or across the united states or up and down the uk want to watch a particular show which is only being shown at a particular time on a particular channel app streaming service in that case no there's no difference agreed Agreed. And I think that is the biggest difference. So those, that traditional type of television, and I agree with him, I think will continue because there will be money to be made behind having that ability because it keeps people interested in your particular app, streaming service, um, or, you know, over the air. But what is the difference between 
the the live content being shown through an app or the live content being shown on through a an aerial. There is no difference. There, there is no difference. That's what I'm saying. There right. Isn't it. So so but that so there, there's no there's no value so add. TV um, um, uh, provider will continue, and they're still providing it through more than just the one channel, which is over the air. They're now doing it via streaming, and also possibly well, if it's coming out through an app, you're streaming it. I mean. Right, but there's no there's no value add because whether whether they get the money there is there, there is to the person who's um, uh, actually watching it because the value add is to them in so much as they can watch it anywhere in the house on any device that they like. Yes, but by value add, I'm talking about the people that create the content. There's no the value, value. The add. value add to them is the fact that people are actually watching it. But they don't care, honestly. It it doesn't, doesn't matter. Care? Who doesn't care? The the BBC or or yes, what yes, whatever yes, whatever the free channel or, or not sorry not free but uh, non God, what's the word I'm looking for uh, uh, television channels that don't accept advertising. Okay, there's there's no value add to the BBC or to those other channels based on how many people watch that show because it doesn't matter. They get their money through yeah, no, other no, sources. Yeah, they still have targets which they've got to hit, Guy. They still have a certain amount of targets which they need to be able to prove the worth of them being around. The government does, doesn't just give them a carte blanche to say, you can just go out and do anything and it really doesn't matter if you've only got 10 people watching this, this program or 10 million. No, that doesn't happen. They still, they still have to have proof of a reception. Okay, but how do they do that through with terrestrial TV? How have they uh, ever been able there, to do that? There, there is a number TV? of uh, – basically th- th- there is a number of people up and down the country that have certain boxes which actually monitors what's being right. watched. like them. the Nielsen those, box here in the those States. average people. Okay, but that still doesn't really give them the the actual right, right, numbers. But we're moving off the subject again. No, no, we're no, no. This is this is still the subject because with no, with with, with, with an application with an application they know exactly how many people are watching that TV show at any given time through the the various different in IP fact, addresses that are coming they in. They may well be able to tell now because the the signal being pushed out now is digital. Uh, and it's being received, but I, I put a ten to one bet they can tell exactly how many people are receiving those those signals. Well, only someone out, someone out there tell me. Go on, tell me, tell me, tell me I'm an idiot. No, no, I, I, I no, not, not you, guy, because oh. you're always telling me I'm an idiot. <laughs> I do not. You're the other way around. <laughs> See, other way around. All right. Well, well. Um, let's 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 move off of this because we're we'll, we'll just get into a whole. You know how is this content paid for? Which is which is definitely uh, off the topic. We're, we're yeah. Let's get back on the Apple TV. Okay, I so to, I still want to spit at it. <laughs> the Apple TV. Uh, Donnie Yankelo already has his, and hey. he really likes it. He says that there's about 80 apps uh, or slash content that's built in. Uh, though he says the process of signing in for each is a pain and there should be a, a better way to do so. And to me, that better – he doesn't say this. That, that what's in parentheses there, that I put that in. Uh, I think the best way to do it would be for all of these to be tied into your Apple ID. So if your Apple ID is signed into uh, an Apple TV 
well, then those apps just go, oh, who is this person? Oh, okay. He's, you know, he's so-and-so at so-and-so, and he can, he can look at our content. Um, but it doesn't work that way yet. Uh, Donnie also says that the new remote takes some getting used to, but that the Siri integration uh, really works well. And uh, he, what he didn't say, and I kind of wish he had, was what was some of the basic apps that came with it. So I did a little bit of digging, and this is – it's not that far different from from what's on the current Apple TV. So you're talking uh, – this is in the U.S. naturally. Uh, yeah. HBO, Showtime, Hulu, Netflix uh, for sports, uh, the NBA, the MLB, ESPN, uh, the NHL. Uh, you've got Fox, YouTube, PBS, Disney, USA yeah, Network, and CNN. Yeah, there, yeah, but that that's a separate kind of of subscription channel. I mean, there's some like basic stuff on there, but if you want to watch like a, a particular game from last week, you can't unless you're you're paying for it. Uh, some of the games that's using Apple's Metal Framework is there, and and a lot more. Uh, I did some searching for some of the apps that are now available. There's Periscope, which is t- Twitter's quick video service, uh, QVC Shopping, Airbnb. And this one I found kind of interesting. Uh, there's an app called Madefire, which is a comic book reader. And when I first saw that, I was kind of like, what? Reading comic books on a TV set? And then I thought about it. It was like, well, you know what? That might actually be a, a, a much better experience than – then looking at it through your phone or on an iPad because it's just so much of a bigger screen. Uh, another one I saw that was kind of interesting is the Zova workout app. And and these are some of the apps that you – now there's also – you know, you've got Crossy Roads and, and there's currently some missed, Star Wars stuff. Off there oh, what, tell me. Which, I, which I've heard um, is actually it, – it's like the fart app of the iPhone. <laughs> okay. Uh, and these are those pretend fire – Images that you get. Oh, oh, like, oh! And the image yeah. of the background fire, you know, pretending that it's playing. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are, there are a load of those. Uh, but I haven't looked because I haven't got one yet. Well, there was. I can't remember which channel it was. It was one of the channels for the the, the third gen. Don't tell me it's the channel that just plays. No, uh, no, no. But fire. they had some. They had some where you could you could just. <laughs> You know, say, okay, and, you know, they had – because as you look at the Apple TV, there, there's like – like you're looking at, say, Hulu. Uh, from within Hulu, you've got all the different TV shows and maybe some movies and things along those lines. Well, for whatever channel this, this was or is, and I can't remember which one it was, there was one during the holidays. And I think it was called like Yule Log or something like that oh, where right, yes, it was yes. a picture of a Yule Log burning. And I know that these <laughs> apps are also in iOS and uh, a few of the others, which is probably – you know, the developers probably just said, you know what? All I have to do is just change this and change this and change this and then I could submit it for the TV OS, which is what Apple's calling the operating the, – the, <laughs> he says in air quotes, new – operating system for the Apple TV. <laughs> so uh, I'm supposed to get mine, I believe, sometime next week. So next week uh, I will – I'll do a little bit of a rundown on, on what I found with it, what I liked and, and what I didn't like and all the rest of that. But it sounds like if I had just not ordered it online, 
that I could have just gone to the store today and, yeah, yeah. and bought I, one. I, do you know, I'm hearing lots of people are complaining about the ordering process, not just of the Apple TV, but, you know, of, of a few products recently and about getting them out of the store. And I think this, what's her, Angela Erins, is that the name of the woman that's now control of the wholesale yeah. side and the retail side. Yeah. I think I think she needs to pull her finger out, to be honest with you. I think she needs to get a grip and understand exactly what's going on here. Uh, one or two people have said, oh, I understand the reasoning behind why they put this $17 charge on to, you know, stop the, the fanboys taking um, all of the early stock and, and then talking about it. Which, well, what difference know, does it make? Really, really make more. You yeah, know, that's exactly. Say. Put enough stock in to cover it. That's that's a horse manure reason. Yeah, and reason. if it was if it was something, uh, let, let's say for whatever reason that the new Apple T was a selling as well as the new iPhone. You know, and I'm not saying that it ha- that it is or that it ever will. Just say that for whatever reason that that it's selling like hotcakes. Well, the people that go out and buy like. 50 of them to turn around and sell on eBay and all the rest of that, that silly crap, you know, for the most part, those people lose their shirts on this. The same thing happens when a new game console comes out or, or any of these things that, that are considered super hot and, you know, rare that, you know, they'll go out and and grab 10 of them or whatever and, and sell nine of them off eBay and make a mint from people that, that just can't wait a week you know, when more stock comes in and buy yeah, but it then. I don't think that's the issue. I think the, the, there there is some annoyance in the fact that, one, they actually charge people to do it. Okay, they've got a history of doing it before. And, I, you know, if somebody wants it quick, that's fine. But apparently they're not keeping up to the promises. You know, they've, they've charged these people and those some of those products are not reaching the people before the product was actually available in store or actually yeah. delivered to other people who didn't pay for the expedited um, shipping. Like me. Um they're just they're just getting a, a, you know, and the software. I'm hearing that you know the the the, the interaction for signing into your iCloud and iTunes accounts is actually worse than on the old one. Now, well, I don't come know on, yet. Apple, come on. <laughs> and I'm going to be interested to what you say next week. So yeah. know, this is all secondhand hearsay that I'm I'm spouting off here. I've got no first hand on this, so you know it could be all um, you know rubbish. So, uh, uh, you know it so could I'm be going, a, a be wonderful experience. You say. But you know if the software interaction is that bad, and people are also complaining about the search functionality in the App Store for the apps, it just you know come on, Apple, get a grip, will you? Well, we'll see. This. They, and, you know, we expect more. And if if somebody says to me, ah, oh, yeah, well, you know, we shouldn't expect more. Well, I'm sorry, but Apple have put themselves in a position to raise our expectations. Exactly. And our expectation of their products, of their services, um, of the software, everything they produce is at a higher level. Not only because we pay a higher price, but because they put themselves on the pedestal as well. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree rant, with that at all. Rant, sorry, rant over. Yeah, until ne- until next week when when I come on and go, it is rubbish. <laughs> it might sucks. Come on and say it's great, guys. Just go out and get one. Yeah, but I'll say it like this: it was great. No, it's yeah. either going to be it was sucks or it's great. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'll be really interested in next week is when you come in and go. <laughs> no, it'd be like eh, it was all right. <laughs> 
Whoops, I just dropped my phone. Oh, damn it. Yeah, you see, you see you're over. Uh, oh, you haven't broke. Is that the new 6 phone? Yeah, yeah, that's my new 6 Plus. I hope you've broken it. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. But so far, you know, like I said last week, it's just, it's a little big. <laughs> but we'll, I'll yeah. probably get used to it. Anyway, um, anyway. Yeah, we, we need to get out of here. Good this, section. Good it section. It was a good section. We disagreed on stuff. Even though, ah. you know, even though I was, of I course. Hate, I hate you, guy. No, it's okay because I was completely right and you were completely wrong. That's how that works. Um, I don't think so. Gaz, you are absolutely right. Hey, 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 bringing in a third party. <laughs> Everyone, please stand by. I was right. Just stand by. Gaz is wrong. No, and we'll be right back. <laughs> anyway. Hey man, this is Tommy Chong, man. The people ask me, hey Tommy, how bad was jail, man? And I'm like, yeah, man, it was bad, you know. And they asked me, man, what I do in jail, man? Man, I sat there and listened to Tim and David on the Tech Fan Podcast, man. And you can, too. Just check them out at www.techfanpodcast.com, man. We're on the Stoplight Network, man. It's far out. Desperately searching for the elusive East Coast Malasada, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the final section. Hurrah! I can hear you shout (laughs) of the MyMac podcast. And this is podcast number 581. You know, it's only a couple of episodes, Guy, before we... We We hit 300. ...that we've done together. We have absolutely nothing planned. Good. Let's keep it that way. Okay. <laughs> if I, I tell you what, I agree with you, so I'm nodding my head. Oh, that was fast. Hit it. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. Now you mentioned this, um, actually, guy. That um, oh, where's my cursor? You said, and you shaked your mouse to yeah. find your cursor. Increase in size to see where it was. Now, amazingly, you might actually want to turn this option off. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you might. <laughs> so, just in case you do, uh, you basically go to System Preferences, Accessibility, and then uncheck Display and deselect Shake Mouse Pointer to locate. Now. That's a bit odd, but I, you know, some people might want to turn it off. But in the same vein, if you want more real estate, maybe because you're on a MacBook Air 11 inch, then go to uh, General in System Preferences, the General tab, and you'll see an option which says Automatically Hide and Show the Menu Bar. Just check or uncheck according to your preference. Yeah, and before, before you nod your head... Don't don't nod it just yet. I'm not nodding. I was just about to start. I was just about to start dropping my chin, but no, I'm, I'm holding it. Uh, quick, basically, quick. it's quite heavy. My chin. <laughs> well, hold it up. The the um, the the hide. <laughs> I hope that's your neck and not something else. <laughs> uh, the hide the menu bar works a lot in the same way as uh, hiding the dock. Where if you bring your your mouse cursor down and where the dock is, the dock pops up. Works the exact same way 
with the menu bar. When you move when you move your your mouse cursor up to where the menu bar is, that's when it'll drop down. Guess what I'm doing? I, I bet you're nodding your head. I am. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. Okay, is that the uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's tips. Uh, do, do you have an app pick this week? I bet you do. I 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 do. I'm waiting intensely to hear your 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 app pick. Um. Intensely. I love photos now, especially now I can make multiple changes to various different options in, in you know, when I select multiple photos and I can um, choose the title or description and make changes there. And also the wonderful extensions. Now, I have mentioned this in the past. I'm not sure that I've had it in that as an app pick in the past I may have done but I may not have done because it was quite expensive then it was around £54 as it is still quite expensive if you buy this particular app from the website however if you buy it from the app store at the moment I think it's around nine ninety nine in the UK and possibly almost $13 in the US it's Intensify from MacFun now Intensify is basically an application which allows you to make all sorts of um, uh, changes to your photo in terms of style it has some creative styles which you can just click on and see whether you like but it also enables you to manually go in and make more manipulation so if you're not a a complete expert so a lot of people used to have aperture and they'd go in and they'd know exactly what uh what which of the buttons to press and which of the sliders to move to make the right effect this one you basically you can go in choose the effect you're looking for and then click on the slider actions and make finite detail changes to those sliders. Uh, and that'll give you a good idea of to where to go and what to do when you're actually uh, looking to create the effect, which this gives you as standard options. And then you can save some of those options as well. It's just go in. And um, in fact, Don McAllister, in fact, it wasn't Don McAllister, it's Alison, uh, who's uh, done a recent uh, screencast. But there are lots of other screencasts out there showing you how to use Intensify from MacFun. So go over to the App Store. It's now an extendable item through your Photos app. And uh, you'll be quite surprised. Oh, by the way, there's layers in there as well. And that really, really is useful. That really, 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 really Like an onion. Useful, it's like so an onion gets. with layers. Layers, <laughs> layers, man. I'm like an onion. I've got layers. Um, I I don't actually have an app pick. It's it's oh. a, it's another content pick. Oh, and this one this one will will I think will surprise some people. <laughs> it's the Godzilla soundtrack. Yeah, no, no, not the really good 2014 Godzilla, but the truly. Awful 1998 one with Matthew Broderick. Uh, the movie as a Godzilla movie was terrible, but the soundtrack has some great stuff on it from the Foo Fighters, Ben Folds, Green Day, Rage Against the Machine, and my absolute favorite. And it's really the main reason why I bought the entire soundtrack uh, because – and, and this is kind of a, a, a pet gripe with me when it comes to iTunes right. – Nuts, and, and it's not even really Apple's fault. Is that with some albums that those one or two songs that you really want, 
you can't get unless you get the entire album. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that that happened with this one. The, the song that I really, really wanted was this song called Come With Me by Puff Daddy, who's a rap rap artist. And you know, I don't particularly care for rap, but in this case, uh, it was a remake of the song Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. And he, he actually had Jimmy Page redoing the guitar bits for his version of this song. Now, he wasn't singing the same lyrics that uh, Robert Plant did. He had his own lyrics. But just the way the whole song came together with that the, the classic sound of Cashmere with these extra bits thrown in and the, the stuff that he's doing and the stuff that Jimmy Page is doing, it's, it's just – it's a great song. And from the very first time that I heard it, which if you ever, if you're ever unfortunate enough to watch the 1998 Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick, you'll hear it at the very end as the credits start to roll. But when I when I watched that movie and I heard the beginning, or I saw the beginning of the credits and heard this song, I was like, "Wow, I've got to have that!" And uh, finally, I do. And it's unfortunate that I had to buy the entire album to get it. Uh, but there is a lot of other great stuff on this album. So uh, my content pick is the 1998 Godzilla soundtrack. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Let's uh, let's 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 close this daddy down as soon as we can, eh? Okay, well, well, then, Gaz, if people wanted to get a hold of you to say, why are you letting Guy choose really bad soundtracks, how would they do so? You would send an email to gaz at mymac.com. That's J-Z. Or tweet me on the Twitter, twitter.com forward slash gazmas, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. Also, you can contact both of us on Guy and Gaz, twitter.com forward slash Guy and guys, gal. How do you spell that? How do you spell Y D Z? You can also send an email to feedback. Feedback. F W E D B A C K Mac dot com. Also, we have a Skype number. No, give them the number. We are well. We do have a Skype number. If if you're calling from outside of the United States, you'll probably have to do a one or a plus one. And then you put in the area code, which is 703. And then the actual telephone number is 436-9501. So that's 703-436-9501. Will you please, for the love of God, call this number? I've lost my mind. Yeah. Guy, (laughs) if anybody wanted to contact you, and if anybody did an iTunes review, how would they contact you to get there? Oh, my God. Oh, big W, big O, big O, little T, little I, little E. All they would have to do is send me an email, guy, G-U-I, at mymac.com. They can also let me know about it on the Twitters. I I, I do tweet. I'm a a tweetaholic. You can find me on the Twitters at MacPennant. Whoa. And uh, I guess that's about it for this week. Uh, I'd like to thank every single one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you ever so much for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. It is greatly appreciated by the both of us. And, uh, you know, Gaz, I think that we are good enough 
smart enough. It, it's harder and harder to say that each week. And doggone it, people like us. Sabata ni nyang mean Apple TV. Twitter chamlek ning battleflang Godzilla. True. Figure that one out. Banke Samweeb Preachkrit. Kong Odatini Chucky. Chucky 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 Chucky. Yes. Yeah. Mm, st- yes. S- stay away. No Khmer. No Khmer. Khmer. <laughs> no Khmer. Basically, folks, that's it. This week we have the Apple TV, weird Twitter, and the Godzilla soundtrack. We are shooting for the moon in oddity and succeeding. Say the next word, guys. I will. And. Uh... Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can reach this and other great podcasts all on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, the Club Podcast, the Let's Talk Podcasts, OWC Radio, the Deeper Look Podcast, and the Mac Gist. What the hell was that? Message. <clears throat> Message. 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 I don't have all my loops. <laughs> Message. 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 Jeez. Have you lost your mind? All right. Telephone is ring in. Phone is oh okay. <laughs> I get hints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Python. Rather silly, isn't it? Yeah, I uh, I had to clean off my my desk a little bit here because I kind of forced it on myself because I spilled like half a cup of coffee on it. Ah, yeah, that kind of um, yeah often, all... often means that you've got to um. Do some cleanup. Yeah, I still need to get rid of this old printer that Tim gave me back in like 2007, 2008. Just take it to the tip, mate. Come on. No, that's what I'm going to do. I'll just I'll just take it to uh, – well, here, uh, you just take it to Best Buy and, you know, right. they dispose they of it properly. But I don't know what I ate last night. <laughs> oh, that's better. Let me throw you all out and get another lot in. <laughs> oh, you got some new ones. No, these are just ones I haven't used recently. Oh, I don't remember hearing some of these. Hey. Yeah, some of them I can barely hear. Well, that's because you've told me to turn soundboard down. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused. Okay, anyway, don't worry about it. All right. You ready to start? Did you hear that? Yes, I did. Roger, Roger. I will not cooperate. I will. You will cooperate. Damn you, woman! I didn't hear that last one. Cannot escape your destiny. What was did the? You hear that one? What, what, yeah, I heard. I heard Ben. What was the one before it? The hyperdrive is leaking. Oh, <laughs> that was uh, 
Han Solo, wasn't it? No, it wasn't actually. It's just a pilot. Okay. And welcome, if, everyone. And if, and if it's all right with you. Yes. He said. Um, between four and five might become a bit of a regular time for the time being. No, no, that's fine. As long as it's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, because that it you know it's early enough to where uh, I'm still able to get some stuff done, and it gives me plenty of time to edit the show. Actually, this actually in a lot of ways works out better. Okay, Roger, Roger. Right, I'll let you start now. Sorry. Oh, we already have. No, I'm kidding. I'll start again. Good man. What do? I mean, isn't that just like and and the crazy thing? I have actually said something, not about regular TV being around for for decades, but something kind of similar where um, the Apple TV doesn't have any way to to connect up anything else through it and that I thought it should. Sorry, I'm reading. I wasn't paying any attention to you. He's concentrating on the British side. He's a Brit, so he's going to have a completely different view to TV in the US. Well, I mean, the the, the experience isn't that dissimilar. It is. It is, Guy. In what it's way? Comple- it's completely different. And I mean, our commercial um, TV, it, it, for people who um, don't cut the cord, right, you know, and they're just seeing the terrestrial channels, um, it, it's a completely different experience. Watching BBC and ITV, Channel 4, Channel 5, it, I mean, I've sat in the US and watched the TV and thought, what the hell is going on here? It, uh, what? I'm watching an app now? It, 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 I, I, whenever I've sat over in the US and seen TV, I just think it's a completely different experience. All right. Well, why don't we talk about it when, uh, when we come back in? Yeah. All right. You want to bring us in? No, you can. Okay. No, I'll bring us in. Super, super. So, yes, hopefully you'll get, you'll get your Apple TV in. We'll have had time to play with it. Yeah, let me... Um, I, where is... Here it is. Here it is. You, oh, no, Apple order status, because I actually looked this up earlier. Let me see what it says. Okay, it's shipped. Well, hey! And I'll hit track shipment. It is in transit right now. Wow. Holy crap. Holy crap. It must have already been in the U.S. because it's transit. Uh, it's beginning transit facility, Harrisburg, PA. Cool. So it left, uh, let's see, it left there at 7.31 a.m. It is in transit to a local UPS facility. Oh, oh God. Wow. Oh, breakfast burritos, man. They're the best. It didn't even feel, I'm glad that waited until the end, this part of the show. It would have been like, I am so serious. Well, you know, I was, remember I was saying that, that it seemed odd that it, that it took them 24 hours to print out a label and then move it to the box. I was ready to blame someone in China, but I can't. It was someone in Pennsylvania. So, come on, you people in Pennsylvania. You know, you you see a sticker come out of a printer. 
just just walk it over, okay? It's not that hard. Put I it know, on the box. I know you. 